0: Welcome back to the pod. You've reached the right place. This is Romans 8 39 and I am convinced that I am God's favorite. So a quick shout out to all the people that are following, to all the people that have liked, that have subscribed. I got some analytics back and it's making an impact. It's reaching the world so shout out to the people that are listening in Russia Belgium especially India big shout out to you all and thank you for keeping up with the pod every week so with the shout outs out of the way let's go ahead and get into some content I want to tell you guys what's been going on with me this week as I continue to celebrate Black History Month again. Black History is three hundred and sixty-five days. Black History is American history, but I would like to shine the light on a series that I found on the National Geographic. Well, it was it was produced by National Geographic, but you can find it on Disney Plus, and it's the series is called Genius, and they're in their fourth season. Um, one season was about Aretha Franklin. Another season was about uh, Picasso. Another season was about hmm, another genius. I want to say Beethoven. Nonetheless, the fourth season is about MLK and Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And it's a six-part series, and it starts with explaining the upbringing of Martin Luther King Jr. um, versus the upbringing of – malcolm little um, which later turned into malcolm x um and actually when malcolm x passed his name was something totally different from that as well but the series doesn't go into that it goes into their upbringing but what's so powerful about this series is that while they're showing their life in parallel they also take the time to appreciate the women in their lives. And that would be Coretta Scott King for Martin Luther King Jr. and Dr. Betty Shabazz for Malcolm X. And so we get to follow these women and how they became great in their own right because we've all heard the story that behind every great man is a great woman. Uh, We've also heard behind every movement is women. Women keep the movement going. And so they showed it in such a beautiful way, in such an elegant way, in such a graceful way and tasteful way, just to see those two approaches as they were fighting for civil rights for black people. Martin Luther King had a very uh, nonviolent approach, a pacifist approach, a uh, turn the other cheek approach. It was definitely indoctrinated in the word of Jesus Christ. Whereas Martin Luther King Jr. had a different, excuse me, Malcolm X had a different apo- approach in the sense that he was a member of the Nation of Islam. And they were always taught from the very beginning that the, that the rights of black people is not one to be negotiated, that it's not something that you have to roll over for. In actuality, it's something that you have to demand. And uh, I guess the greatest quote of his is that, by any means necessary. Um, whether that is violent or whether that is nonviolent. Now, the Muslim culture is, of course, nonviolent, but you have to understand the backdrop of when this was taking place, and this was the early 60s, um, and this is the point where African Americans were still dealing with Jim Crow, and Jim Crow has to do everything with segregation, saying, you know, we're separate but equal, meaning whites and blacks cannot dine in the same places, cannot go to the same schools, cannot, if you're on the bus, there's a section for colored people and then there's a section for whites. So everything was completely separate. So the backdrop of this has to be taken into consideration when you watch this series, but it is incredibly powerful. It is one that I say you must watch 10 out of 10, binge watch it, you'll love it, especially since it's Black History Month but what I took away from the series and again it's called Genius MLK and uh, Martin Malcolm X um, was a man by the name of Baynard Rustin Baynard Rustin is a person you may never heard of his name but since I've said it at least three times now, you can Google it and figure out who he was. He was a man behind the movement. There are often people who are chosen to be the front runners or chosen to be the spokesperson. But that spokesperson who's delivering the speech often has a speechwriter. Or that person may have, you know, a stylist and you just see them walking fabulous, but you don't know that a stylist, or you may go into their home, but you don't know an interior decorator. So there's a lot of people behind the scenes that help produce a flawless product. And Baynard Rustin came at a time in history where a lot of people like Baynard Rustin did not get their credit because of... People shifting the perspective. And I'm going to go into a few couple of things that went on in the headlines uh, this week about how the obvious smoke screen is being played in front of our faces. And don't get confused by the tricks. Watch, Make, make sure you're watching the hand when the magic trick is being done. Baynard Rustin, African-American gentleman, very educated in the pacifist movement very educated in the nonviolent movement he came to Martin Luther King Jr and he said listen Gandhi did it you'll do it we'll be nonviolent and we'll we'll follow this motto and we'll make america see that we deserve to be treated as equals if Gandhi did it you can do it Baynard Rustin came to Martin Luther King Jr. Now remember, Martin Luther King Jr. already had a background. His father was a preacher. Martin Luther King Jr. was very educated, came from a a very prestigious family. So this is not an ignorant man by any means necessary. So when Baynard Rustin came to Martin Luther King Jr., he knew exactly what he was doing. So you say to yourself, but why couldn't Baynard Rustin just go and do it? Why did Baynard Rustin have to go to Martin Luther King Jr.? Well, here's the thing: Baynard Rustin, despite his education, despite his cl- despite what he had to give and offer to the movement, was a gay man. Now it's 2024, and it's like, okay, what's the problem with that? But it's the same situation with Rosa Parks, as we all know, or maybe we don't know. But Rosa Parks was not the first African American woman to sit in a white spot and refused to give up her seat it was a it was a couple of months before that that a young lady did the same thing but she wasn't the right candidate she wasn't the right spokesperson because she had some criminal or some some something where they were educated enough to know hey we need to get somebody that's perfect in all ways because if we don't do that then they're not going to talk about what we're trying to accomplish. They're going to start talking about the person, right? So later they devised a plan to use Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks was a good woman. Rosa Parks was, you know, no criminal background. And she was also fair-skinned. Let's also keep that in mind, you know. She was just a great candidate in every way. And there's nothing wrong with being a great candidate, especially if you want to toe the line, right? We need more people to toe the line, right? But I say all this to say, Baynard Rustin organized the March on Washington for freedom and jobs, right? He was the one who said, we're going to do this. He screened everyone's speeches. Let's make sure that we're coming off in a way that we won't be shut down. His main objective was, we will conduct ourselves in a nonviolent posture. Well, There was a gentleman from the South, South Carolina, Storm, Storm Thirdman. And this gentleman from the South, yes, Storm Thirdman, decided that a couple of days before the march on Washington that he would go down to the Senate floor or at least I should say congressional floor because I'm not, I'm not sure if he was a senator or a representative. But nonetheless, he was elected by the United States people from South Carolina to go and represent their state. So this is days before the speech. He gets up on the floor and says, Baynard Rustin, the person who's behind the March on Washington, dodged the draft. He he was supposed to go and be a part of the be a patriarch and he dodged the draft. Not only did he dodge the draft, but he's been arrested before for lewd acts, homosexual acts. He was caught and arrested with two other homosexual men. And he's also been known and this was really big back then be affiliated with Russia in a communist party and this is still a big thing I mean I don't think anyone wants to be known as a communist but in the 60s can you imagine this man has been called out by what someone would say in history as a bigot uh Mr. Thurman who was it was later revealed that he fathered a child a black child (laughs) that he secretly had. But anyway, he had all this hatred in his heart for this man, and he tried to completely discredit him to the point where, again, they said it's distracting from the message. It's distracting from what we're trying to get across. And so Baynard said, listen, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a part of that. I'm here to help. So what I'll do is I'll write up my resignation and I'll be gone, okay, because that's the last thing I want to do. Martin Luther King looked him in his face and he said to him, I won't be bullied anymore. I won't lose the brains of my operations because they're not perfect. That leads me to Fannie Willis. Round of applause for Fannie. I never thought I would clap for a district attorney, but I have to applaud any woman that's the first of anything, especially, especially black women, because it's not easy. I'm a black woman telling you, it's not easy. OK, so she's the, she's a the district attorney in Fulton County. That's in Georgia. She got elected in 2021 um, and she got on a case in 2020 of election interference. This had to do with uh President Joe Biden and Trump. And I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a call released at one point and Trump plainly said find some votes. Y'all down here in Georgia, find some votes and make it happen. And that's not what we do, right? This is a democracy and every count Every vote counts for one individual. We can't just find votes. We can't just, that's called fascism. So we, we got to, and again, use your Google and look that up. But this lady is doing her job. She has risen all the way to the top of the judicial system that now she is able to preside over cases. But instead, instead of focusing on the case, which is clear cut, about democracy, they're questioning her authority, they're questioning her competence, and they're questioning her character. Does this not sound familiar? Is this not the same trick that the devil always tries to play? This is one thing we love about Jesus. You don't have to be perfect. So if Jesus has that standard, who are these people? And I'm talking about the imperfection of now she's on trial. What is she on trial for? She went from trying to persecute or prosecute Trump and his organization for election fraud to now she's on trial. What's she on trial for? Because as a DA, they went in her past. They always gonna go in your past. You can go in mine too. You probably find something on my Instagram right now. But they went in her past and or or better yeah I should say her present. Well no no. Be well let me just go ahead and say. They accuse her of having they accuse Fanny Willis of having an inappropriate relationship with someone who was a part of her team. A personal relationship. And this is an issue because it's not ethical. It's not necessarily the right thing to do especially when you're the leader if you hire someone else to be on your team then it's important that you all are not affectionate and affiliated in that way because this is what happens it takes away from the case but why can we not chew bubble gum and walk at the same time these people have plastered this woman's face everywhere instead of plastering the person's face who Is trying to introduce fascism in America. Oh, don't cut the podcast off, please. I'm trying to make a point here, okay? This idea of perfection and shifting the narrative so that now we're no longer focused on the meat of an issue is nothing new. It's nothing new at all. Um, And we see the same thing in New York. There's a judge in New York. She was victorious in her case against Trump. Trump got four cases going on right now. This man has been indicted in four different states, and no one's talking about it. He's running for president of the United States of America. Again, I just say you don't have to be perfect in order to lead, but I'm saying we got to have a bar and a standard at some point or other. So this was this is what's happening in New York. They have a attorney general. She goes by the name of Tish James Latitia and she won her case against Trump and his organization. Trump now has to pay 355 million dollars. Back to the state of New York, but not only that, he cannot do business in New York for 3 years. Him his sons, his daughters, that's how murky it has gotten. They have gone through an entire case with evidence to show that this man has hid money, has not been as front and uh, uh, transparent about his funds as he should have been. But again, this woman's doing her job, the first woman ever elected, the first woman to ever hold The attorney general position, right? Let me tell you some of the things she's done, okay? She's sued the Catholic Church for mishandling sex abuse. She's currently suing Pepsi for single-use bottles and how they're starting to clog up the rivers and different um, water systems in the state of New York, right? She's suing the NYPD for their treatment of Black Lives Matter protesters. She was a part of the Governor Cuomo case when he was accused of sexually assaulting over 10 women and had to step down. This This woman has been in the muck. She has been tried and true and a graduate of HU, may I say. Shout out to her. And I believe Ms. Willis went to HU as well, Howard University. I went to Bowie State, so shout out to everybody that graduated from an HBCU because we know that they produced really good things of really good people. But I'm saying all of this to say these people have tried to tear down her character as well, saying that she's in it for the politics saying that she's making these decisions because she wants to be governor one day when all she's doing is her job and they are tearing this woman down at every, every chance that they get. But she was victorious. And so I want to keep a prayer out for both of these women as they fight for justice in the legal system. As we know, the legal system was never set up for African-Americans. But there are black women leading them. And for the first time in 2024. And I want to also give you a quote. Uh, it is kind of offhand, but Fannie Willis said, a man is not a plan. A man is a companion. Shout out to you. Like, don't get it twisted. The, the lady the lady knew the man, very inappropriate, but isn't stealing an election even more appropriate, inappropriate? I mean, is this America? Is the mic on? What are we doing here? So, God, my prayer is that you keep all women who work in the tru- judicial system, black women, all people, Lord, all people who are fighting for equality, who are fighting for justice, who are up against something that is decades old, that is a system and an institution that wants to see their people win instead of seeing justice serve God we pray that you go into the courtrooms God we pray that you go into jail cells, God we pray that you go with lawyers put the words in their mouth so that they can advocate for people Lord and let the system work let the system work in favor of your children in Jesus name amen okay and with that how do I know all this stuff? Cause I read. So, um, I want to give you guys some recommendations on some books for Black History Month. Some books that have changed my life. The autobiograph, the autobiography, God bless me, of Malcolm X is told to Alex Haley. Pick it up and read it. The movie directed by Spike Lee. I think it's maybe like three hours long. But when I tell you, ten out of ten. That movie is amazing. Denzel Washington deserved an Oscar, a Academy Award, a People Choice Award, Award, a BET Award, a Nickelodeon. Wonderful in it. Asada Shakur, Asada, uh, an autobiography, wonderful book, based on a true story. Um and also for my christian listeners the garden within the garden within by dr anita phillips if you love plants and you love god this book will t- touch your heart um and she talks about mental health she talks about uh um whole wellness she t- she hits on a myriad of topics, and I would tell you that's a great book. And lastly, if you're into fiction, there's a book called The Deep. It's by River Solomons, and it's a story of Africans um, being transported during the transatlantic slave trade. But for those Africans that jumped overboard, again, this is a fictional story. For those Africans that jumped overboard, those that were pregnant um, became mermaids. And they lived underwater. And there was one uh, mermaid in particular from an African tribe, of course, who had so many questions about things that happened before or things that were to come. And so they discussed that ongoing in the book. But the idea of enslaved mermaids is, like, mind-blowing to me. And I really enjoyed that book. So watch um Genius, um, brought to you by the National Geographic Channel. You can catch it on Disney Plus. Uh listen to oh, excuse me, or read those books. And um I wanna leave today with a little scripture. And this scripture I remember I read we- I read a little while ago. Um and I was like, what the word say that? And I thought it was so crazy. But I want to read it to you, okay? It comes from Matthew, Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 to 20. Now watch where I'm going with this, right? Remember we just talked about smoke screens and You know, if people are trying to distract you, know that something else is going on. But this is what the Holy Word says. Matthew 10, verse 16, and I'm going to stop at verse 20. Look, this is Jesus talking, okay? Look, talking to his disciples. Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and as harmless as doves. But be aware, for you will be handed over to the courts, and you will be flogged with whips in the synagogue. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. Amen. Drop the mic. Oh, thank you, Lord. Did you hear what the word said? I'm sending you as sheep amongst wolves so understand you're a sheep amongst what do wolves eat sheep right what do sheep fear wolves but they still exist in the same places right in the same forest so know that you are going out amongst people who want to cause confusion and distractions but the word says be as shrewd as snakes For anyone saying they don't like her mannerism, and I'm talking about Miss Willis here, she was very defiant. Anyone saying about Miss James, oh, she's just an intention grabber. Anyone saying about Mr. Rustin, oh, he's just a, a homo. All these things they say, be as shrewd as snakes, but as harmless as doves. And don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't worry about defending yourself because these people are going to bring a case. That's what the word just said. They're going to bring a case against you. Don't lose no sleep about trying to defend yourself, right? It says, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. And with that, I am convinced that I am God's faith. And this is Romans eight thirty eight thirty nine. 39. Let him speak through me. And y'all speak back to me, okay? The YouTube popping. Instagram going. Facebook up. Follow, like, share. I'm convinced. Don't be distracted. Stay on your task. Amen. I catch y'all next week.